Blog Talk Radio. for coming in today. It's uh it's but it's crappy outside here in New York, so everybody wants to get out of the rain, you know. Hey, this I'm is a spot like with Rob Evans spot. How you doing? Yo. <laughs> <We're just there. laughs> How you doing? How you doing? How you man? doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys doing? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> everybody oh, wanna call in tonight, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, the number to call into is 646-478-4353. Yes, And if you is. got call waiting, you might want to try dialing a star 70 before you dial the 1 to turn off your your call waiting so that you don't get interrupted. If that doesn't work, try star 70. And if that doesn't work, try 117. Or 70 pound is, is uh, one of the other ones there. Yeah, 70 pound or 1170. Yeah, and if none of that works, then get off the cans and the rope. Get a real phone. (laughs) Come on, guys. This is the Y2K. Unless you're like me and you have teenagers, then you're always getting interrupted. Yeah, tell me about it. I got two men in my house. Tell me about it. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. I can top that. I got two girls in my house. (laughs) Girls, trump your two boys. I would kill that. I would well, kill that girl in my house. One of my men's making me dinner. See that? That's how you Still do it. Making chicken That's how that works. All right. The theme for the night. And it Italian ain't my husband. Food, I... My husband knows how to fry an egg. Ed makes really? a phone call to get mine. <laughs> I can fry the egg. I, although I do wreck it periodically, the egg, even the egg. Yeah. I can boil good. water like a mad dog. Yeah, did I ever tell you? I told an Ital- one of my one of the guys I used to go with. He's he's a Sicilian guy, right? Big tall. He's like six foot three. Big huge uh, Sicilian guy. And and I made the mistake of well, he had another guy on who was also Italian. And um, on the show, I made the mistake of <laughs> of telling them how I make spaghetti for the family. <laughs> I cook the noodles. I do cook the noodles, okay? And then I get I get. I get a bag of meatballs that are frozen. I unfreeze them. Oh my god! God. <laughs> I get I get sauce right out of the jar. Some of the sauce is Bertoli sauce. It's you know, good stuff. I don't care if you're Italian or not. You know, I'm Indian and I can make good pasta. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I make great pasta. Son, my 19 year old son is standing here making me chicken cacciatore, buddy, and when it's all from scratch, including the sauce. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> Dogs. 
never seen. They got some get ups for those dogs. Oh my gosh, people yeah, pay money I know. for that. Yeah, a friend of mine. Stuff. Friend of mine dresses her <laughs> dog up. Yeah, my dog Mary Buck used to wear a T-shirt called Pierre Cardon. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. Good Lord. The house, the what is going on? on? Lake, life on the lake. Yeah. Right now, yeah, we're there. Chicken catch authority, man. <laughs> it's sunny today, but yesterday, man, it was like pouring rain all the time. Poor oh, le- It's no Right. Now I had to go renew my driver's license. I wound up walking up yeah. in there like, you know, That's looking it. like I had a Brillo pad for hair. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. That's where we're here long. And nothing looks worse than fine Blonde hair Brillo pad. That's, that's why I wear my hair long. It's like a Brillo pad with no body. <laughs> I wear mine long, too. It's almost to my waist. Yeah, well. You guys there still? Or, or at least it's trying to get there. It's like going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. It's <laughs> what, down to your shoulders now or what? It's stretching. <laughs> oh, it's middle of my back. <laughs> Good. How's it on the res? Cold. <laughs> cold, cold, cold. In fact, there's an initiative now that people, um, different organizations are collecting, like, winter coats and stuff like that to take out to the elders and the kids out on the pioneer, on the, all the reservations. Hmm. So, yeah, it's cold out there. Oh, yeah. Well, What's the temperature where you guys are? It's About. cold. Here it's in the thirties. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm in the, I think I'm in probably the I think I'm in the forties where I'm at right now, low forties. It's nippy. High thirties here too. Keep losing you guys. It's it's forty one here. Forty one. I have to turn around a look. <laughs> I have the little thing on my computer that tells me. Yeah, I gotta turn around a look uh, mine. Uh forty. There you go. About that hair and wet, soaking wet, nasty. Ugh. Well, it's we had a nice, right uh, here, but... a, a nice pretend summer there. Yes, we did. Did last of a nanosecond. <laughs> right. Hey, you want to know what we're talking about today? What's going on today? Anything? What do we got going on? Well, November is National Adoption Month. It's also National American Indian Heritage Awareness Month, and it's the month of NaNoWriMo. Do you know what Which NaNoWriMo is? is? <laughs> Which is? God bless national, you. It's National <laughs> Novel Writing Month, and at NaNoWriMo.com, that's, just think of National Novel Writing Month, so it's N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O. And uh, dot com, and they encourage you to try to write a novel in one month, minimum of fifty thousand, minimum of fifty thousand words, I think it is. And today is day ten. So if anybody wants to get in there, dive in. You, you can catch up. You can catch yeah, up. I think they're going to thank me to not do that. <laughs> but anyway, I I think it's exciting. I mean, this this sucker hits me in three ways because. My son is adopted. I got a book out about Cedar Woman. I'm adopted Lakota, and I write novels. It's a triple dip. Wow. (laughs) It's a triple dip. It's a bogey or something, isn't that called that? (laughs) It's a bogey. Bogey. Or is it a hole in one three times? (laughs) There you go. Yes. Triple, triple decker. Triple eagle. Triple eagle. There you go. It's a triple eagle. That means... (laughs) You just hit it one time and you made it to three holes. <laughs> Here you go. There you go. I have no idea what an eagle is, but hey. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about. And in the meantime, Rob, would you like to give our sponsor a shout out? Yeah, let's do that. It's let's do a it, buyer man. of goldandsilver.com. And the cool the cool thing about this, and again, he's he's in upstate New York. I think you'll probably see these all over the country, but. If you wanted to do, you know, find them at buyerofgoldandsilver.com. And if you're around the upstate New York area, anywhere within an hour or so from Syracuse or Oneida, he does these parties and he basically hosts the party, but he lets you bring, he lets you bring. So in other words, you're going to do one of these things. I don't know. Back in the old day, how about Tupperware? We'll use them as an example. <laughs> you're going to have a party. You're going to sell this stuff. You could actually bring gold and silver, and, and you almost could swap for it. But he'll pay you for it. And if you're the one having the party, you get you get paid too. 
So you get paid cool. two ways when you're doing this deal. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he's a buyer of goldandsilver.com. He's a great guy. If you have any doubts at all, don't just go send in. Your, first of all, don't go send that stuff in. Are you kidding me? You're going to send it in. You don't know these people. You don't know where you're sending the stuff. I mean, that's ridiculous. And then you're going to hope you're going to get a check. You might get a check, but it's probably going to be for half of what the real value is. So even if you just called him up and checked on the value and you saw that, oh, wow, he just doubled he just doubled the offering price, and he'll probably pay to pay to ship it as well. So uh, it's a buyergoldandsilver.com. Here's a spot. A spot is a local one for upstate New York. So most of the people listening here aren't going to come running to, <laughs> to upstate New York, but, but it is a buyergoldandsilver.com online. Here's a, a spot. A buyer of gold and silver coins and jewelry is celebrating three years of paying the highest cash payouts around for unwanted gold and silver coins and jewelry. Don't settle for low pawn shop prices and don't take your items to a fly-by-night hotel event. Come and visit our showroom and get paid the highest cash payouts for your unwanted gold and silver coins and jewelry. Looking for great fun? Book a free karaoke gold party today with a buyer of gold and silver coins and jewelry. Located at 1121 Glenwood Ave, Oneida, next to Cash for Cans Bottle Return. Ta-da! Ta-da! Yeah, go check out Greg. He's a good guy. He's a good business guy, and, he, and he's a good guy as well. So Does he take that. mail-ins? You know, if you call, if you just contact, go to the website and then contact him and see. I, I think he has. A, he's pretty strict on that. He, he he hasn't been doing it, but as he's getting a little more traffic from you know some of the some of the advertising he's doing and the website and stuff, he's he, he could look at it on a case by case basis. Definitely contact him and say, hey, you yeah. know, this is what it's I have. Him, I would are trust. you interested? Yeah, well, I, I can't definitely. believe these people are mailing it to these other places. It's like, hello, oh, are you kidding me? They're just shipping it off. Like, are you I mean, I was me? dropped yeah. on my head as a kid. I know better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, even I know better. Me and you both. Even I know better. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Oh, just boy, if Rob knows better and you don't, then you are in trouble. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Come on. It's just, well, what's our brainer. Indian joke for the week? Oh, yes. Got a good one for us? Hmm. Yeah, actually. No, actually, my auntie was down in Martin, South Dakota, you know? And she was down there picking up some smokes. And this white woman sees her walking along, and she says, hey, do you need a ride? My auntie says, okay. She gets in the car with this lady, and my auntie, you know, she's an elder. They don't they don't talk a whole lot, you know, the traditionals. They don't, they don't say a whole lot, you know, and it's really rude to point with your fingers. We always point with our lips or our chins, you know. My auntie sees this paper sack sitting there on the seat between them and my auntie kind of gestures with her chin and she says, what's that? And the white woman says, oh, that, that's a bottle of wine. I got it for my husband. My auntie sits there for just a moment and then she says, good trade. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's a great one. I'm going to remember that one, man. <laughs> That's going in East Anupa. That's going in my next book, man. <laughs> I love Good it. Trade. Good trade. Good trade. Good trade. Good trade. Trade what's, it up. What's our, what's our Lakota word of the week? Ina. Ina. Me. Ina. Mother. Mother. Or mom. Ina. Yeah. Did I say it right? Ina. Ina. Yeah. I N A. Yep, I N A. Ina. Because not only is it American Indian Heritage Awareness Month, but also National Adoption Month. And Ina is the name for mother, so my son calls yep. Spot Mother Ina because yep. when she I adopted, adopted him. me and made me her sister, she automatically adopted Christopher and made him her son because traditionally the American Indian. We don't have, yeah, we don't have aunties or uncles. We have mothers and fathers, fathers and second mother, second father, yeah. Pretty hard to become an orphan in the American Indian yep. heritage, which I yep. find absolutely wonderful. I just find it marvelous. Well, can you imagine so, my so you, first so, surprise? What? So, so how, how does that work then? So you, so you can basically adopt, you adopt, you basically in, in adopt. My, in, in, in my tribe. Hmm. I, the tradition is that when you adopt somebody, there's a reason that you're adopting that person. Mm. Yet I adopted Deborah and Chris as my family. I adopted Deborah as my sister and Christopher as my son. So I now have an obligation to them as 
a sister and a mother to them, I have an obligation to their health and well-being. And we to hers. Yep. It goes both ways. Interesting. Yep. So it's not a strict, like when we think of adoption, we think I'm an adult, I adopt a child, it becomes my son or daughter. But with with, the, the with your thing. tribe, it's more, it's almost like you can, you're taking on cousins in a sense, if I put it that way. Well, yeah, I've got family members. Too, yeah. yeah, you're just basically taking on a new family member. But it's the same thing, though. I mean, it's the same as if I had adopted Chris as my, gone through the legal process. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. I have that same obligation to care for him and, until he becomes an adult, and then you know the relationship naturally changes. But um, you know, I have an adult. I have an obligation to him as my son. The same thing with Deborah. I have an obligation to her, just as if she had, as if we had been born biological sisters. I have an obligation to her. Wow, good luck keeping her out of trouble, huh? Yeah, I know. Gee, you one. can't take her nowhere, you know. But and you can arrest some people up. <laughs> but you can't take them out. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but here's how I understand the whole thing and make it a little bit easier to understand. When you marry someone, it is a form of adoption. So you not only marry no. that person, but you marry their family. And it's the same as in white marriage. It's well. I'm saying it's kind of loose in, in what I'm saying. When when you adopted me, you also adopted Christopher and all that. Just oh, yeah. like when you get married, you don't adopt just that one person through marriage. You adopt oh, the entire family. Unfortunately, sometimes. Yeah. And I was lucky. I'm fantastic. I got very lucky. I got I got yeah. very lucky. I love my mother-in-law and my sisters-in-law. So yeah, yeah, yep. I got very lucky there. That's kind of how I acquainted. It's not quite like that, yeah. but it's kind of like that, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, in, your, kind of, in yeah. your culture, you like you like your in-laws, is is what you're saying here. This is something. No, actually, in, in real life, I love my in-laws. Oh wow! That's, <laughs> I get, yeah. I, in real life, I got very lucky. I have, I have wonderful. In-laws. A lot of people have problems. I don't have any problems. I have the greatest in-laws. I love. Oh, my in-laws. I, I, I had Genghis Khan. Oh, my first mother-in-law was Genghis Khan. You have really? no idea. Oh, how fun is that at the dinner table, huh? <laughs> oh, she's she's over. She's in the next world now. So you know, yeah. Oh. And you know, this is kind yeah. of it's a little bit off the subject, but I feel like I have to say it since it's it does fit with the conversation. Uh, my next door neighbor, God rest her soul, was not a good mother-in-law, and she emotionally abused her daughter-in-law. Yeah, my and mother-in-law so was kind of like that. What I kept trying to tell her was, first of all, you're going to be sorry because you're going to turn your son against you, but more importantly, you're going to teach her how to become a mother-in-law so she's going to make From her hell. children's lives miserable if she follows your your lessons. I'm lucky that I had the most fantastic mother-in-law God ever created, and I know Thank how you. to be a good mother-in-law because of that. Yep, so when the time I have comes, a wonderful mother-in-law. So all uh, all of our ladies out there whose children have not yet married, be a good mommy-in-law. You're going to be sorry <laughs> if you don't. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And you're also teaching your, your, your daughter or son-in-law how to treat their children when they marry. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Very true, very true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. Show enough. Uh-huh. But yes, I have been through the hunkapi, yeah. which which is the adoption, the making a relative ceremony. Hunkapi is the making a relative ceremony. Beautiful, so I mean, it was very moving. Uh, I'll never forget that's it. For part mm-hmm. That's part of the um, adoption thing. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. The idea is that when you hunkapi, when you adopt somebody, there's a ceremony that you have to go through, and there's a process to prove that you are willing to take that person on as part of your family, mm. and. There's a ceremony where you dress them, you ritual, you know, you dress them out in regalia, and you feed. There's there's certain things that are involved in that. And we went through all of that. We did, you know, we did ceremony, and then we did the hunkapi, and then we had the giveaway afterwards to, to show our appreciation for that. You know, yeah, we had we started with a naming ceremony, then we did the sweat lodge, and mm-hmm. then the actual adoption, and, and then, then the ceremony feast, for that, and the feast, and we yep. had fried bread. Yep. Oh yeah, and the next day was the Wopila, where mm-hmm. I gave gifts to my new relatives to show my thankfulness for being 
brought into the family. Yeah, your appreciation, yeah. And yep. what really impressed me the most, uh, 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 well, not the most so much as as well, is um, is Spot told me don't don't get expensive things, just get mm-hmm. things that you think will be appreciated. So like mm-hmm. he suggested, I bought squares of cloth in the four sacred colors, mm-hmm. and I tied them with yep. raffia. I bought little styrofoam uh, airplanes for the kids, but they were mm-hmm. in the shape of Thunderbird, and um, which I got a lot of good feedback on that one. I bought a little mm-hmm. stuffed lamb for a little kid that had his first, did, performed his first dance at my woke mm-hmm. club. And mm-hmm. I, everybody only took one. There was no yeah. pushing and shoving. There was no greediness. Everybody, even the children, took one. And I'm just so impressed. So impressed. Because, you yeah. know, I know some families that the children would have been diving in the middle of the blanket and trying to take everything. Not these kids. Oh, yeah. Not now, how do I kids. get away with this cost-saving cost effort at Christmas time with my kids? That's what I want to figure out. <laughs> yeah, can't. I'm still working sure. on that one myself. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still working on that one myself. Because <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I love the concept. It's a strong concept for me. Oh, well, well, yeah. It's, it's too late for you now. <laughs> it's too late for me. You know, ironically, I'm not the first one to say that this week. <laughs> yeah, you're doomed. <laughs> too late for you, pal. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, Lord. if you are Christian, if you're Christian, and, and I can bring this up again when we get into our Christmas shows, but if you're Christian, the way I raised my boy is that the Christ child only got three gifts, and that's all he was allowed to get. He was allowed to pick one, and I got to pick one, and Daddy got to pick one. He was allowed to give suggestions, but he was only going to get three. And to this day, he just gives us one suggestion. Yeah, they were we, don't have a, we don't have a bunch of stuff they back the in the day? Huh? It was like back in the day, though, They were those were nice gifts. It was like a, oh, yeah. a camcorder now. <laughs> well, I mean, like a laptop there were times now, you know. I remember one one Christmas, Chris wanted a bat dragon, and it took me about two weeks to figure out he meant the dragon in Snow White. Oh. <laughs> and I looked all because you know when they only ask for one gift, man, the pressure is on. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I right. looked for weeks for that thing, looked and looked and looked, and finally I just happened to be in a, in a mall, which I don't go to very often, and I saw a Disney store, so I ran over to their bin. They've got this bin full of stuffed animals. And in the meantime, I'm trying to find someone to make this thing. I can't find anybody that will make a bat dragon for me. Uh, and I'm looking at the toys, and I see this little black spot sticking up, just maybe an inch and my heart started beating, and I lunged forward, and I grabbed it, and it was a bat dragon. I got it. There you go. It was Maleficent. I find I got it. I, oh, he's going, oh, God. Yeah, God sent it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how I started it. That's how I started it. And to this day, he only asks for one gift. But, yeah, they are getting a bit more expensive. I'm expecting yeah, they are. one yeah. are any time. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do one, one, one really big gift this year. And I gotta look around, make sure my daughter's not. Oh no, she's at she's at cheer, so no no big deal. My son's upstairs. We're gonna get a. Uh, we have a Hemi Torty as our family pet. Mm, yeah. Uh, have a, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, so we're gonna get her a friend. It's gonna be a, a, a one of those ragdoll cats. Oh, I love like them. Those They're are beautiful. So they look they look a lot like the Hemis with the blue eyes and the markings. Mhm. Uh, mm-hmm. But they're also very uh, but, very affectionate. Oh, very. oh, they're very affectionate. I mean, they Remind literally, they're called, ragdoll. They're, they're called ragdoll because if you pick them up, unlike a normal cat wants to run away, usually these limp. cats will just go limp. <laughs> yeah. They're absolutely adorable and sweet as the day is long. Now, yeah, my Emma yeah. is like, every once in a while she'll come up to be, to be petted, but it's like, pet me, pet me, stop. Pet me, pet me, stop. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's how they are, right? Time, <laughs> if you don't stop in yeah, time, you are sorry. <laughs> Yeah, my friend's barn cat Jesse. No, my friend's barn cat Jesse must be part ragdoll because she will literally climb you to get attention. Yeah, yeah, that's what She's, they do. That is love you. Oh, it's a great breed. Love, I love me, breed. love me, I love you. Jesse's a right. <laughs> yeah, put her in my they'll coat. just fall right down right in front of you. The thing, so you'll pet them. Oh, that's Jesse. The Maine Coons are that's the Maine Jessie. Coons are a lot like that. We had a Maine Coon. I've always for had a, a Maine Coon. Yeah. Oh, they're beautiful cats. The Maine Coons are really cool oh, too, them. and they're, they're like huge. they're very uh, they need a lot of attention. Yeah, but they're too. huge. 
They're big cats. Yeah, so are the Hemis. Our Hemis a big cat. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a wonderful gift. That's yeah, they're going to freak enjoy. out. The whole so. family will get something out of that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, since we're on the like, subject, you know. although we're not really talking about adoption or anything right now that we're going to talk about, <laughs> but who cares? Who cares? We're all sitting around the coffee table having ourselves all get a drink, and we can talk about what we want to, can't we? It's our show. Yeah. Uh, but right. guess who's coming to town on December 15th? Oh, you better not cry. Elvis is in the building. Uh, it's Elvis. Please say it's Elvis. No. So, Robert, Robert, you better be shaping up for the next couple of weeks because the big old elf's going to be in the house. You know, I'll tell you what. I don't like the whole thing about he's watching me when I'm sleeping. That's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> that is creepy. Get out of here. There are times when he does not need to watch me. That's <laughs> creepy. I don't like that. Don't tell him back yeah, off. You're my yeah, personal space. <laughs> there are definitely times when he does not need to be watching. He's go blind from looking in here. <laughs> What's wrong yeah. with that? You better watch out. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> well, what's Santa, the, what's the topic for Santa, as if I didn't already know? <laughs> well, <laughs> what, talk about? what kind of guy is he? How he went blind looking at you. Santa does keep, a, does keep a list of who's naughty and nice, but sometimes he likes the ones that are naughty. <laughs> now, I bet I can hack into his database and change my status. <laughs> It's mine too while you're at it. Okay, there we go. What from naughty to nice? Click. <laughs> <laughs> I'll charge a trip on his card too. If he's not careful. There you go. <laughs> Actually, what I think would be a good idea is anyone who listens to this show to make a comment saying if they would like to show up for uh, to talk to Santa, if they would like their child to speak to Santa, because. Uh, we thought that we would have the last maybe 15 or 20 minutes of the show a very, very, very general, child-friendly show. <laughs> so oh, you're Santa a lot. may get a little raucous in the beginning, but he'll clean it up by the time the kitties show up. So <laughs> clean his act up. <laughs> clean his act up. Well, you're asking, no. you're asking an awful lot there. So, so what is Santa like when he's not like talking? To, is he just like a normal guy, or you know, what's the deal? He likes golf. Like a, oh, yeah? Yeah. He likes the golf and tennis. Role. And tennis. Yeah, and tennis. And really? No yeah. kidding. Wow. He doesn't yeah. look like a health nut, the guy. I don't know. But I guess I'll tell you, you know. Well, you know, rumor is he plays golf with Easter Bunny, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That bunny's got to be hard to keep up with, though. <laughs> well, sometimes I wonder if that's just an excuse and it's just someone wearing a pair of ears. You know what I mean? Another kind of bunny. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Named Easter. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Santa, shame on you. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was bad. Holy. <laughs> Uh, how about that movie, Bad Santa? Was that the most horrible thing on the planet? The most horrific. You know, I couldn't even. I can't. I can't even. I couldn't even bring myself to watch what, it. What was the point of that? I know. I about halfway through. I'm like, what, what am I doing here? I didn't crack a smile. I didn't think he was humorous in any way, shape, or form. And I think Beavis and Butthead are funny. Okay, so that gives you some kind of idea. <laughs> are you kidding me? This Bad Santa. That was he, a horrible. Okay. Even 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 my teenager thought it was a horrible movie. There you go. Right. Yeah, well, I don't know who it was supposed to appeal to. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Here's my son's age, and he thought it was stupid, yeah, but, so there but you go. This, but this, my son didn't think it was he was He's a teenager. He, he laughs at a lot of stuff. He didn't. He just was like, this is... Yeah, Logan thought it was incredibly stupid. <laughs> it was. Like, why? It wasn't really humorous at all, the things that that guy yeah, did. Logan's, I don't know. Logan's response was, why? I found it rather <laughs> stupid myself. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like stupid level. humor as well as anyone, but sometimes yeah, you just go sure. overboard and it's just way too stupid. Yeah. Just stupid, right. And honestly, I don't think, even like I say, uh, my teenager didn't didn't think it was that funny. If yours didn't, I think we got the... <laughs> What's out in the movies nowadays, anyway? What are we what are we missing? Let me think here. I want to go see that War Horse. That looks like it's going to be good. What is it called? War Horse. Warhorse? Yeah. 
that one. Okay, what is that about? Um, it's kind of a sci-fi. It's kind of weird, but it looks like it's going to be good. Yeah, let me hmm. look it up quick and see what that is. I, I do want to see the help. I read the book. It was. Oh, I want to see that. You know, I want to see I mean, the help. Yeah, I want to see that one. It was. It was kind of hard. Rich white woman. Bunch no, of rich white women sitting around yeah. bitching about each other. <laughs> but you know, it was an editor. It was kind of hard to read because the editing wasn't very good at all. Hmm. But but the story was very 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 good. I enjoyed it a lot. Once I got, once I turned off my editor and and thought, okay, Deborah, just ignore it, <laughs> <laughs> and started reading. Uh, like an engineer, <laughs> you can't turn it off. Yeah. Like for the word, uh, I'm gone. I'm gone instead of I'm. You know, I'm going. I'm gone. They kept they used three different ways of spelling it, to where you didn't even know what the heck they were trying to say, and neither none of them were correct. So it was like, it's okay. vernacular, though. Huh? But it's the vernacular. Yeah, but it's the way you have to spell it. Yeah, but. You spell it yeah, G-O-N-E. You, if you say, I'm yeah. gone to the store, that means, okay, you're, go- you're gone. I'm fit- I'm fitting to go to the, go to the store. Well, you know, if, if they couldn't come up with a good way to spell gone, as in I'm going, that's what they should have said. Yeah. I'm fixing to go to well. the store. I'm but, to go to it, but they're spelling gone as G-O-N-E, and that means it's already happened. Right. So gone I had fish. to read it like a couple of... Okay, I see what they're doing now. They're just doing it wrong, but they're doing it. Um, okay. And then the next time it would be G-O-I-N. And then they got one place where their woman's talking to another woman on the phone, and then she starts gossiping about the woman, and it's the woman she's talking to. It's like, it's a, what? Oh, <laughs> But you know, I mean, that that's that's a common error, but an editor should have caught it. Yeah. You know, you change something in a book and you forget to go back and change all the places where you need to change it or you try to find them all and you don't. That is so common. But that's why God yeah. made editors. That happens. You know, to catch that. But that happens. I love the book. I love the book. And Good. I I can't wait to see the movie. Good. I'd yeah. like to see it too. And I can't wait to see my book in a movie. There you no go. kidding. I think Cedar Woman no would make a good movie. I think it would be too. Question is just getting there. Tell us more about your book. Let's talk about your book a little more. Well, you know, uh, it just dawned on me the other day, and I, I don't know why it's taken me so long to, to realize that I should have been articulating this. Is you know, many, most of uh, uh, we Wasichus, which means well, white basically people. means white person, but it basically means someone who's not American Indian, right? Well, no, actually, what it literally, the literal translation for what she's here means the fat takers. The what? And the fat, <clears throat> the fat takers. The fat takers? F-A-T. The fat takers. It's that not a very sense. complimentary thing. No. It's not very complimentary. But, um, you know, we don't know much about the, the traditions and all of these things. And uh, the way the book is written, neither did Cedar Woman. She did not know a lot of her. Her, the traditions and customs of her people, and only learned after age 12. Yep. So we kind of learned with her. We learn about the sweat lodge ceremony, the hunkapi, the wopila, the, uh, what the different regalias mean, what regalia is, why regalia is put together the way it is, what it's supposed to mean, what, each, what the dancers do. Uh, we learn about the broom dance. We learn about oh, all kinds of things. Just all kinds of what, what what is it what is a cedar woman now? Cedar woman is her name. <laughs> her, name her name is Lena Cedar Woman Young. Ah, okay. I thought Cedar Woman was a description of a I don't know. Certain Well a uh, lot of American Indian names are a job title or something like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well in, in our in our culture a lot of our you know, a lot of our names are like mine where it's spotted eagle horse. Right. Um, I have an uncle, I have an uncle, uh, Fool's Crow, uh, Auntie Nellie Two Bulls. Um, I have an ancestor, White Man on High, or White Man Up High. Um, you know, just a lot of names are like that. And some of us have names that can be shared. Yeah. And some of us have medicine names that cannot be shared. Ah, oh, okay. 
Exactly. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's my last name for my medicine name, right? Yes. Yes. And the one yes. we just potato, discussed recently. Potato. Potato. Yeah, that's your medicine name. Yeah, and then the one we just discussed recently. If, yeah, if, potato. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so the cedar woman is a, is a cut type of a, a type of a, a description name. of the. It's, it's just the name. Okay. It's, it's but her it's name, a name but it's that can also be passed. Personality. They're shared. Yeah, 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 it's, it's, it's uh, shared, something yeah. happens when she's about, well, I, I think she was six years old. I can't remember what age I had her. Six or eight, I can't remember. She does something that is so compelling. I mean, the entire community, uh, it takes place, it starts out in South Dakota at Pine Ridge Reservation where her parents meet and marry on the same day they meet. Yep. Then they move to May Hill, Ohio, in, in Adams County, Ohio, uh, because they uh, – Peter Catcher, Lena's father, father, has a chance to work on a farm that's in Peebles. Mayhill and Peebles are cheek and jowl. They're just right next to each other. So he's working on the Countryman Farm in Peebles, Ohio, which is really my grandparents' farm. Right about what you know. And um, something happens that when she's that's by the church in Mayhill that makes her grandmother and the medicine man in at Pine Ridge believe that she deserves the name well, one Peter of, Woman. Yes, one of the family medicine man, yeah. Yes. That that she does she should have the name Cedar Woman because they felt that her roots were deep into Dirty. the soil. She was Mother Earth. She was you know, this special all person. Encompassing. Yes. Yeah. All encompassing. So but her childhood name was Little Bird. So your names change according to circumstances, but many of them cannot be shared because they're they're supposed to be for your personal growth. And how how do you know what can and can't be shared? Is that like a like an elder thing? When you're when you're when you're given that name, when you're given that name, you're told that if it's oh I see you know a big holy name or if it's whatever you know if it's a name that you know like a common name like. my sister Becky, her we call her Wayakashka, which means white feather, and that is her name. But she also has another name that can't be shared with a whole, you know, that, that should not be shared publicly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without her permit, without her knowing about it. So like, yeah. You know, oh, two so, of my ancestors so, so, were like, go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Okay, but so, you, so you can't. So in other words, when you say shared, you mean like it can't people, nobody can know it. Or they can't pass no, it like, on. No, like okay, Deb, Deborah, Deborah knows, Deborah knows my holy name, my medicine name, my my spirit name. I guess is another way to put it. Deborah knows that name. But I must respect and, it and not tell anyone what it is. No, I don't. I don't care. I don't care if you. I don't care if you know it. But I would prefer that it's only shared under certain circumstances. You know, because well, that's name, why I just don't that, tell anybody. That name, that yeah. name has, <clears throat> has its own power. Uh. And a witch or um, a, a, a bad medicine man, for lack of a better word, um, could you turn around and use that against me? Could use that name against uh, me? Could use it to hurt me or do something to me? Looks so like a kind I don't, of a secret, a secret password that only your friends can know well, because they can't I, use it against kind you. Of, sort of, kind of, kind of, sort of, but not really. I mean, I'm willing. I'm willing to tell people the name if I trust them. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But but I don't feel comfortable sharing it in right this format. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. It's no, a, I'm not asking you to. No. 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 I understand that. I no, I have no that. problems with you. I have no problems with you knowing what it is. I don't. You know, you wouldn't be the kind of person to turn around and turn it against me. No, absolutely not. But, no. but uh, yeah, I wouldn't expect you to say it on the air. That's that would break the whole. And it's the name well, you use. Not an appropriate you, environment. It's the it's the name that you use when you pray. Oh, I see. When, okay. When we were, when we were writing the book, um, there were things that we um, did not put in the book deliberately because those things should not be shared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, see. Those things are not appropriate to be. It's not an appropriate format for some of the things. I mean, Deborah understands ceremony. She understands kind of what goes into it and stuff like that. But there are things that we have to leave out of the book because mm-hmm. it's just not an appropriate format to share those things. 
That's why I that's why I asked for spot to be my um what's the word I used again? Which one? Uh, for the book. My my age is showing now. I'm losing my word. I don't know what my word is. You were my <laughs> you were my my we'll just say resource for information. I can't come yeah. up with the name. Um uh, you know, every chapter I wrote, I had Spot read it to make sure that I did not pass any boundaries. Mm-hmm. Right. That I did and not get not... into what I should not have gotten into. And, in fact, I, when I showed her the trailer that my publicist made, there was one thing in the trailer that she says, no, that has to go. Oh, really? And it's, so not, it's, it not that it's not, it's not that we don't want you to know these things. That's not it. It's more to protect the... What's the word I'm looking for? It's respect. The magic and the power of these things. Yeah, and and a lot of it's too. It's respect. You know? Just tell me the name, will you? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, that's uh, that's cool. That's understandable. (laughs) I love love to learn more about all this stuff. I love to learn stuff all the time. Well, then you're going to have to buy Cedar Woman because there's a lot of stuff in Cedar Woman. In our culture, it's just more of a, it's more of a, to protect the power and the magic of these things. It's not that we don't want people to have access to this information. It's right, not about right. that. No, it's, right. about, it's a private thing. It's like there's stuff about everybody that has private stuff. Well, they don't want to you know, it's, it's like It's like going into high mass, you know. I mean, people understand what goes into high mass, but um, we don't, you don't sit there and talk about, yeah, I went to mass today and this is what happened, you know. And when they offer right. the Eucharist, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's not yeah. about that. So, um, you know, there are things that we just don't discuss publicly. It's just not the right format for it. It's not that I, um, it's not that I don't want people to know these things. It's just to okay. to be protective of our medicine. Right. Well, and you know, for instance, like when I pray, uh, there are certain prayers that I say that I don't care to share with anyone. Exactly. Between me and my God, you know. I right. mean, it's it's yeah. not that that you got anything to hide or don't want anybody to know. It's just no. something that's so deep it. and personal. You just want to keep them to yourself because that that keeps them close to your heart. Because you share yeah. something enough, it no longer becomes it's no longer important. That's yeah. why well, when and, a friend of mine gets a divorce power, or bo- yeah. or boyfriend breaks up with her, I make her sit down and just talk to me and talk to me and talk to me till we're both sick of hearing about it. Because by then she's talked it out, and it, it no longer is as hurtful because it no longer has you, power you've talked about her, yeah. it so much. Yeah. It, it is no longer, no longer important. Has yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good that's yeah. a good analogy right there, right? Because if you share yeah. things too personal with somebody you don't know, they can use it against you, basically. Well, just in general, people can turn around and use these things against you. And, you know, our, for 500 years we've been, and we've been ha- persecuted for being Indian. So for 500 years, you know, we after 500 years of it, we've learned some things just don't need to be put out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, it does it does lower the importance if you talk about it too much. It does it becomes less and less important. And the sacred be, right. not, the sacred loses its its power. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. On that note. I don't want. I have a question, but I don't want to sound disrespectful because you're talking about. Go ahead. If it's something that if it's something that's disrespectful, I will not answer the question. Okay, ready? Here we go. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about, tell me what if it exists and what it is. Okay. Wampum. Yes, I can. Wampum is actually um, not my tribe. It's more of an Eastern Seaboard thing, but from what I Uh. understand. It comes from the Quahog clam. It's a type yeah, of a shell. type of mollusk called the Quahog, and from what I understand, it's purple and white both in the same shell. And I believe it was the Wampanoag and the Iroquois Confederacy and all the all those associated nations used it as um, used it as currency, but they also made it into belts that had specific meaning or objects that had meaning. Um, and they would use it to communicate messages, like you know, if if they struck an accord with with somebody in that in that confederacy or alliance, then they would um, 
use that belt or that object, you know, to seal that alliance between themselves. And um, from what I understand from a friend of mine who happens to be Abenaki, um, these belts were actually offered to the white, uh, the English, when they first settled Turtle Island. Mm -hmm. And um, they were offered as part of the treaty. So, yeah, you know, I'm not all that familiar with it. So, so, so a lot of this stuff it, really it is, is very, very regional. It's very regional, a lot of this stuff. Oh, yeah, a lot of it saying. is. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot of things you hear about Native Americans, American Indians, whatever the ter- proper term is, is, is stuff you've heard, and it's probably a lot of it's made up or not true, or, or even on some well, level made to make you look like you're, like you had said, people people still to this day call call names and about the God thing and oh, everything. Oh, yeah, I still get that, that. yeah. So yeah. Imagine a lot of it's um, made up. Hey guys, Hey, guys, I just noticed. I apologize. Yep. Um, I have to check out early tonight. So proceed to talk about Rob behind his back. All right, guys? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. I'll see everyone again next Bye-bye. week. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. See ya. Well, he asked I love good him. questions. I love him. Um, yes, one I thing do. that I do know that, that has been homogenized about uh, Native peoples is that um, in the 1800s when they outlawed Indian religion, and you and I have talked about this. Yeah. Um, in the 1800s, when they outlawed Indian religion, um, my nation was one of the few that actually held on to the old ways. We held on to the Sundance. We held on yeah. to the pipe. We held on to, to our religion and our spirituality, and we took it underground. And in the 1900s, when they finally repealed that ban on Indian religion, um, a lot of the tribes came to my tribe and said, hey, you know what, we've lost our way. We don't know... Uh, we've lot, we don't know how to pray anymore, which you think, well, how do you not know how to pray? Well, these tribes have lost their traditional ways, have lost their traditional ways of praying. So they've learned, they came to us and they learned the Sundance. They learned the Hongapi. They learned sweat, learned all these things. Well, I mean, even so, today, yeah. Nikki, the woman who I uh, patterned East Anumpa, after in Cedar Woman, in the book Cedar Woman, uh, is Comanche, and the only uh, American Indian language she speaks is Lakota. And she yeah, has, a, lot of, a lot of things are like that. And this is why she has been so drawn to you, too, and she is also our sister, um, yep. because she she doesn't know where to go to to learn Comanche. Yeah, and I wish I I'm sure it can be done, but not where she lives. Oh, there are Comanches out there. Yeah, there are Comanches yeah. out there, but, but not where she lives. An internet thing. Yeah, it has to be an internet thing. Internet thing, yeah. and I don't know any Comanche people. I know Comanches, but I don't know any Comanches that are fluent in the Comanche language. Right. So, and I know the yeah. Cherokee language is being brought back too, but that a lot of a lot of nations quite a bit of now, Cherokee, but I've forgotten it. <laughs> A lot of nations now are actually offering college credit courses within the tribal college for our languages. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Yeah, actually, it's really cool. I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, if anybody wants to learn about any of these things, please pick up Cedar Woman and take a look because Spot and I worked very, very hard on it. Um, I wrote it. She... Well, you wrote some of it too, though. I, I, a lot of the stuff that you said, I let you write because, and I've given you credit for it in the book because I didn't want to put words in your mouth. Well, yeah, um, yeah. So, it's a it's a combined effort, and we're very proud of it. And it's very appropriate for National Adoption Month and American Her- American Indian Heritage Awareness Month because it combines the two, which is really cool. Yep. Now, since we're since we just have a few minutes left, uh, I'd like to speak about another subject that is dear to my heart, and that's adoption. Mm-hmm. Uh, about traditional adoption, special needs adoption. A lot of people just want that cute little blonde hair, blue eyed, perfect little baby. They call it the perfect baby, when actually the perfect mm. baby is the one you're holding in your arms. Exactly. exactly. And. I also wrote a book called Son of My Soul, The Adoption of Christopher, uh, which has won four awards. I'm really proud of that. It's bestseller list on Amazon, off and on. 
first week yep. out it was it was on the bestseller list that's for sure but what what uh what compelled me to well first of all my publisher like kept badgering me till I finally wrote it to <laughs> get her off my back but um my son was born with cleft lip and palate and he has learning differences and disabilities and he's the absolute joy of my life and of my husband's life he has shown us more joy than we ever thought could possible could be possible in this world so uh, I think anyone out there who's considering adoption should go ahead and and look into it because it's especially special needs. You don't have the long wait because these children exactly. are just they need a home. They're dying yes, they for need home. homes. They need parents. They need families. Yes, they want them so badly. Um, and I, I know people who've had have children placed with them within three weeks. Of agreeing to a special needs adoption, and special needs doesn't always doesn't mean that the child is, you know, mortally ill or anything like that. Sometimes it can be it's two two children, siblings, and they want to keep yep. the children together. Uh, the child yeah, may and be I would biracial. Love to do that. Yeah. yeah, I would love to take. I would love to just take a child. Period. I don't care if they've got siblings. I'd take the siblings too if I could. Yeah, I would yeah. love. I was to kind of hoping that would happen, kids. but it didn't. <laughs> yeah, um, I would love to have more kids. And then we ran out of time because by the time we adopted, yeah. the cutoff age was 40, and they grandfathered oh, yeah. us because when the adoption was final, yeah. I was 40 plus six days, and Mark was 40 plus 27 days. Wow. But he was Chris was placed with us when we were 39. So we we were grandfathered. And then after that, it was years cool. before they upped the age, So which I think is really stupid. You know, okay, you're 40. Let's. They, they're saying you couldn't be over 40 to adopt a baby. So then, why couldn't you be 50 and adopt a 10 year old? But yep. they wouldn't let you. I, I would love. I would love to have just a child. I don't care what age. Yeah. I, would, I mean, it's just not for me. It's not feasible. It's not going to happen. But well, so what if you want children and you want to adopt? Look into special no, needs. Not it, it can be Definitely. as simple as cleft lip and palate, which is a pimple in the world of anomalies. And not only that, many, many, many states have funding for for parents who adopt children with craniofacial anomalies. They'll pay for the surgeries. There you go. You know, and they pay for the therapies, any special schooling. They pay for it. Many of them do. You look into that. Um, but I know that in my book, I know that I managed to express the exquisite joy that comes from adopting. Um, yeah. A baby a is child. a baby, and a child I, I can't is a child, tell you how many people no matter how old they are. Yeah. Well, I can't tell you how many people have written me and said, I read your book and now I want to adopt, Because, uh, which, makes me, which is one reason why I finally wrote it. Because I thought, you know what, if yeah. it just gets one kid placed, just one, yeah. just one. And uh, it has. And so that's really wonderful. So I wanted to talk about that, special needs and yep. Look into it. Do it. Definitely, definitely. Something to consider. I mean, any child deserves a home. I don't care if they're, you know, got three eyes and six legs. They're still a child, and they still deserve to be and loved. And that can and be cared fixed for. too now. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but they deserve to be loved and cared for. You oh, know, you know, all we know the biggest argument I've heard about from people who who didn't want to who were considering adoption but were getting really leery of it. I'm just right. afraid that I won't think of that child as my own. This comes yes, from the mother do. every time. comes from the mother you know every time. Yeah. You know well, what? you know what my answer is? Yeah. I feel really sorry for your husband then. And, she, and she, this one woman that I had this conversation with said, why? See, she, she had, they had a daughter, and then her um, she went into um, hypothyroidism and was afraid that she was sterile. And her husband had brought up adoption, but she said, I'm afraid I won't think of the child as my own. I said, then I feel really, really sorry for Randy. And she goes, why? And I said, well, he didn't carry the little, your little girl, so he must not love her like his own. There you and go. she just stood there and blinked at him. She goes, I never thought of it that way. And they are your there own. You like I tell people to say, don't you ever wish you had a child of your own? So he is my own. You, do. you don't believe me? Mess with him. I'll show you how much there my you own go. is. <laughs> you know, and, and I, my all my kids' friends have always called me mom, and to me, they're my kids. Yeah, exactly. Even my, well, you know, my stepkids are my kids. 
They're mine. They well, may not Tom, give birth to them, but they're mine. Tom, who I any adopted other, last August, he's my boy. Yeah, those not are last, our like, August kids. Fire last oh, yeah, no, like yeah. They're our kids. Yeah, they're our kids. Yeah, he's my boy. He, by God knows, he better get his cute little bottom <laughs> over here to visit me because <laughs> his girlfriend isolated him and wouldn't let him be with anyone, including his grandparents. So they're well, Fini. <laughs> and I said, well, yeah. You better be getting your little high knee over here if you want any more harvest soup, buddy. He loves my there harvest soup. <laughs> now I'm the only one that knows how to make it. <laughs> so he has to come here if he wants it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Sometimes I'll I'll uh, text him, and that's all I'll do is just harvest soup. Mm. <laughs> About a week later, within a week. There you go. Here. There you go. I know how to bring them home. At least with Tom. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that and my tuna soup. He loves my Basque tuna soup. Ooh, that sounds good. Oh, it's incredible. I'll send you the recipe. It's so easy. Paprika, tuna, and potatoes. Ooh. Nummers. That does sound good. My mouth's watering. Wow. (laughs) Wow. And tis the season. Wow. God, i got to go eat bad chili tomorrow, and I'm thinking I want what you're having. <laughs> well, chicken cacciatore's done. I don't know if I'm going to have any tonight, though. It's kind of late for me to be eating. Yeah. But Can you eat that? Chicken cacciatore, yeah. Actually, yeah, I'm going to be eating tuna. I was going to say, is the, is the chicken going to mess with you? No, it, it's red meat and red okay. fish. That okay. I'm not. I'm supposed to go really easy on now. My hemoglobin wow. count uh, last Tuesday was 14 and a half. Wow. So obviously I've been eating something that's got too much iron in it. So I have to back off, and I know what it is. Sushi. Wow. I love my sushi. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So I guess I'm gonna have to there cut that go. out. Or only have it once yep. in a while. Yep. Yep, yep, it's yep. a shame. I mean, I don't really care about red meat that much. I'll have a I'll have a steak maybe once every four or five months. Oh man, and I could eat when I do it. Oh, I do it. I eat ribeyes every day if I could. Yeah, well, I can't. Oh yeah, I eat ribeyes every single day if I could. Yeah, well, I'm you know 100% Northern European descent, and uh, I have that hemochromatosis, so yep. I absorb enough just, iron yeah. for six people. Wow. For six wow. people. Wow. I'm anemic. You need to send some my way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what makes me sick, too. They throw my blood away. Yeah. For anybody listening, the, the treatment for hemochromatosis is being bled. But they yep. won't let us donate our blood because it's an inherited blood disease. Like, you could catch yep. it. Give me a break. Yep. When, in fact, uh, my blood... To be a pathogen. My blood would be so, so so good for people with HIV, hemophilia, because it is yep. so rich in iron. That it's considered to be a bloodborne pathogen. Good, bad, right, or wrong, it's still a bloodborne pathogen. You know, they throw yeah, away. I think it's stupid. I think it's stupid. It's extremely but, stupid. Yeah. I mean, that's like saying if I give blood, you've got brown eyes, you'll get my blue eyes. Exactly. I know. That's how stupid it is. I know. You're you're preaching to the choir there, sis. And then, uh, of course, getting back to adoption, staying on topic, uh-huh. uh, yeah. I had my DNA analyzed because yeah. I got sick of being told I had new diseases every time I went in because then I go through a week of depression and I finally snap out of the depression and go, buck up, Deborah. And then I go to the doctor, you know, well, now you got this. And I go through the depression. I said, finally, I said, screw it, man. I'm getting my DNA analyzed. I'm going to find it there all at go. once. I'm going to have my depression there all at go. once. <laughs> there you go. We'll move on. Well, there thankfully, I didn't have too many more surprises. I did have one surprise that yep. wasn't very pleasant, but that, it is what it is. But I went ahead and had Chris's DNA analyzed, too, because uh-huh. being adopted, he has no medical history. Because right. according to his birth mother, everybody lived to be 150 with all their teeth and hair. Yeah. And the I worst thing that ever happened to anybody in her family was a sinus infection. It's like, oh, really? Yeah. Okay, fine. I don't believe so that. So I have that. his DNA analyzed, and he has hemochromatosis. Huh. So. That's interesting. Well, he is also of um, 
and and I kind of one thing I do know about them is that she said that their her family had been in Ohio for at least a hundred years. Uh-huh. So I figured, first of all, we're probably related because my family's been here since.